Last week, y'all, we, we had a wonderful service, and the theme was joy. <laughs> Praise God. I've had joy all week. There's times that my old flesh has tried to creep in, and the devil tries to take that opportunity to, to steal my joy, but I've said, nope, the joy of the Lord is my strength, and that's where I'm going to stand. So I've had strength in the Lord this week because of that joy. So I want y'all to be refreshed again this week. I want you to leave this place full and overflowing. Amen? So let's start in verse 24 of Genesis chapter 32. Verse 24. And Jacob was left alone. And there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. Who was this man? God, right? And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, now this is not Jacob didn't prevail against him, but God didn't prevail against him. He touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. And he said unto him, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob. Now, keep in mind while they're talking, right, they're still wrestling. He still, you know, got him in a headlock or something. They're, they're fighting during this whole time. He said, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God, and with men hast prevailed. And Jacob asked him and said, Tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, Wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed him there. And Jacob called the name of that place Peniel. For I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. So what I want to talk to you about today is wrestling for your blessings. You know, sometimes we begin to think maybe God owes us a little something. We begin to think that those blessings are just going to come to us. And you know what? Sometimes, praise God, sometimes they do. Sometimes God will just dump them on you, right? But sometimes you've got to desire something to such a degree that you're willing to wrestle and fight for it. And you're willing to tell God, God, I am not letting you go until I get my blessing. Right? You may think that sounds kind of like maybe we shouldn't talk to God that way, right? Like maybe because He is God, we ought to have more respect and we ought to come to Him asking. Well, yeah, you ought to come to God asking. But you've got to show God sometimes that you're willing to struggle and fight and do whatever it takes to receive the blessing that He has for you. Because sometimes those blessings are worth fighting for. Jacob here is struggling and fighting with this guy. Who is God? Doesn't really tell us. How they got to this place where they're fighting, right? But I've had some fights. I've had some struggles with God. And there's times when I've been on my knees praying. And I say, God, I ain't getting up and leaving here. 
until I get what I came for. See, God does not... The reason why you can talk to God like that is because God wants to bless you. God wants to pour out a blessing for you. You don't go fight with God for things like this when it's a material thing, when it's just something to please your flesh. I'm talking about seeking after the things of God. You see, Jacob was seeking for something from God. He was seeking a blessing from God. And you go back and look, Jacob didn't live exactly the, the most model lifestyle, right? He was a deceiver. He had taken in a lot of things kind of uh, underhandedly. But here he is. Why? He's seeking God. See, I don't know. There's a whole lot of things coming up in Jacob's life. You look at this word. You go back and read. There's a whole lot of things he's about to go through. A lot of things he has went through. He probably had found himself at a low point in his life. Not exactly the best circumstances. And you know what? That's when I find in my life that I'm willing to begin to fight for something. I'm willing to struggle and fight for a blessing in my life. It's when I need something from God, right? See, any other time, I'm just, I'm content. I've got other things in my life that are filling that, that void, but when I get to a point where that kind of stuff won't do anymore, Things of this world sometimes won't please you anymore. And you get to a point where you need something that you can't get from anywhere else except God. And He comes and He says, So you want something from me, huh? What's it worth to you? Sometimes you got to begin to wrestle with God. Say, God, I'm wanting it. I desire it. And I want it. Your Word says I can have it. See, God's faithful to His Word. He will fulfill His promises in your life. I promise you that, people. You can take it to the bank. When God promises you something in His Word, you can guarantee He will give it to you. But that don't mean He's going to give it to you just because you come and ask. Sometimes you've got to prove yourself to God. Sometimes you've got to show Him your desire. Does God know your heart? Yeah, He knows your heart. But He wants you to work it out. What does the Word say about how your salvation should be worked out? With fear and trembling. God, look, God freely gives you salvation. Why can't I just say, Hey God, I want salvation. It's not that easy, is it? Something has to be going on. A struggle has to be happening inside of you. He wants to see what are you willing to do. He knows. He knows what's going on. But He wants you to see too. Sometimes it takes a commitment within you. A commitment. You know, when I was saved, like I've told you all before, I was standing there hanging on to that bench with white knuckles, squeezing, I wasn't going to let go. And finally I did. I went on down there and I asked Jesus to come into my heart. You know what happened? I was struggling. I was fighting. There was a battle going on. And guess what? My spiritual man won. I fought that battle. And there was a blessing that came from that. I received remission of my sins. I was forgiven. 
cleansed. That ain't a blessing. I don't know what is, y'all. But I had to fight for it. Satan has a hold on us sometimes. Now, y'all listen to me. Sometimes Satan has a hold on you and, and you feel like there ain't no blessings in my life. Sometimes Satan is standing between you and your blessings. You think you don't? Y'all hear me this morning? My mic on? He'll stand there in your way. He'll put other people in your way. So I want you to look at your life this morning. Do you have blessings in your life? Y'all remember that old song? Count your many blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. Remember that song? What do you think that song is about? Is it about voicing my blessings so everybody else can see how how good God is to me? That's a personal song, ain't it? You know what that song is about? It's about when you find yourself in one of those places where you say, Woe is me. Y'all, just look at me and how pathetic my life is. And and I, I... I, don't, I just can't ever get ahead. And, and why is it that, that not, none of these good things ever happen to me? You know what you should do at times like that? Should you sit there and wallow in it? No, you know what you need to do is start counting your blessings. You know what that means? It, do, it doesn't mean just, oh God, thank you for my blessings. No, you need to start naming blessings in your life. You know why? Because blessings are there. And your emotions will tell you, God does not bless me. God doesn't care for me. But the reality is is that there is an abundance of blessings if you will begin to count them and name them. When you begin to see that, you begin to point out those blessings. Y'all listen now. You begin to point out those blessings. All of a sudden, guess what? You realize God loves me. God is blessing me. God has done many wonderful things in my life. And guess what? Then you begin to desire more blessings. You begin to desire God in a greater way because you see that even in your darkest times, even in the lowest state that you've been, God was right there beside you working miracles in your life. Don't trust that flesh. Don't trust those emotions. Those emotions will lie to you. Satan will take advantage. I'm not telling you Satan gives you emotions. I'm telling you Satan will take advantage of your emotions to deceive you. Let's face it. Our flesh has emotional ups and downs. From one day to the next. I guarantee y'all tomorrow morning, I am not going to feel like I feel today. Because it's Monday. I'm not going to. But somewhere along the way, I'm going to have to remind myself, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Praise God, I am blessed. I am the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath. See, I've got to re-encourage myself. Is that a word? Re-encourage? I've got to re-encourage myself. Bring myself back. See, when I wake up in the mornings, I am not a morning person, y'all. I am not in a good mood until about 10 o'clock. 
And you're lucky if I get there then. I'm just telling y'all the truth. Don't mess with me in the morning. I don't want to hear a bunch of nonsense from kids. I, I, I will easily get stressed out, okay? Me and Sarah go to Crockett. I drop her off at school. Nine times out of ten, she's quiet. Sometimes she falls asleep. But there are those mornings when for whatever reason, she woke up on the good side of the bed and decided that that the joy of the Lord is her strength apparently. And she wants to share it with everybody. And she's got a hundred questions. At those points in times, that joy does not overflow onto me. I'm telling y'all, look, I have a point here, I'm telling you. That joy that I find so precious and dear. Listen, man. <laughs> y'all, y'all don't know what happened in me last week. <laughs> I wish I could express it in words, but it, oh man, it just bubbles up inside. It's something I've been wanting for a long time. It's something I've longed after. I, I've missed it. But that joy is so precious. But in the mornings, I don't want to hear it, right? My flesh is in control at that point. My flesh is, is saying, just hush. Be quiet. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel inside. It, it, there's, it's like there's a struggle going on. Right? I'm not a morning person. I don't know about y'all. I'm not. But even in those times when I feel that way, or after a long day, I come home and what's the first thing my kids want to do? Daddy, 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 daddy. I'm tired, right? I've had a long day. And I feel t- I feel bad. My emotional state is not where it is right now. What does Satan do? He, he sees that. And what does he do? He takes advantage of that emotional state and will begin to deceive me. Oh, you're tired. You're not feeling good. Oh, you don't want to listen to them kids right now. He will use that kind of stuff. And I begin to all of a sudden, my flesh says... I don't want to hear that mess. Y'all be quiet in there. Y'all knock it off. Why do y'all have to keep carrying it? You know, that's what your flesh wants to do. You want to go that direction. And you realize in the Spirit sometimes, wait a minute, these are blessings that are going on around me all the time. And I'm not seeing them. I could be finding joy in those things instead of the opposite when I'm feeding my flesh. And I'm, I'm just... Mm. That's not me. That's what Paul said. The things I want to do, I don't do because that's not me doing it. It's my flesh. It's that old man that's supposed to be passed away, right? He's supposed to be... But for some reason, I keep resurrecting him. Keep bringing him along with me. Sometimes I don't want to struggle. Sometimes I don't want to find blessings. I don't, I don't want to hear it, right? My wife will preach to me. She'll preach my own sermons back at me. I don't want to be sitting on y'all's side anymore. I don't like it. Man, there ain't nothing worse, Travis, for me to preach something and then that night she tell me the same thing. 
That's a little reminder, right? A little reminder. You're just, you're just flesh, Kevin. You ain't nobody. You ain't nothing. You're just God's mouthpiece. I'm a tool, right? So Jacob desired something from God. He desired a blessing. What does his name mean, Jacob? It means deceiver. That ain't a, that ain't a name I want to carry around. <laughs> right? So what did he want? He wanted to change things. And what did God tell him his name was going to be called? Israel. For as a prince, a prince, hast thou power with God and with men, and hast prevailed. That's a little bit of a change, isn't it? He goes from deceiver, from being underhanded and, and dirty and always trying to trick somebody. Isn't it funny how they named him that? And that's what he was. So he goes from that state to being a prince, having power with God and with men. And what does the word tell us, y'all? The fervent, effectual prayer of a righteous man availeth much. What does that mean? It means you are willing to struggle, you're willing to fight, you're willing to do whatever it takes so that God will hear your prayer and answer it. Y'all ever had something like that that you prayed for? Listen, it ain't always about me. There's times I have prayed and prayed and prayed, and I remind God, God, Your Word says, the fervent, effectual prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Hear my prayer. Right? I'm not trying to twist God's arm. I'm not trying to strong arm Him somehow and force Him into doing my will. I'm reminding Him of what His Word says. First of all, I'm praying according to His will. You can do that. And when you do that, it's okay to struggle and wrestle with God until He does what He said He will do. Fight for it, people. Fight for those blessings. You want blessings in your life? First, acknowledge that you already have some. If you can't think of nothing else, remember that He forgave you of your sins. He is good and His mercy endures forever. That's a blessing. That's a blessing in itself. If you can't think of nothing else, start right there. Begin to count that blessing. Remember, I don't care what state you find yourself in. Listen to me, church. I don't care where you are spiritually at this moment. You may not have talked to God for five years. You think that don't happen? It happens. Not only do people put God on the back burner, but they sever all communications with Him. Because they know if they don't talk to Him... He won't remind them of nothing. Right? I don't care where you are spiritually. If you're a child of God, you've got a blessing. You've got one. Start with that one. Begin to count that blessing. Oh God, I thank You for saving my soul. I thank You for saving me from my sin and redeeming me with such a high price. You start right there. Just turn back to Him and say, God, sorry for where I've been and what I've done, but thank You for that blessing.
And God, there's something I want. I want more of You. I'm going to struggle for it. I'm going to fight for it. Listen, there's times in my life that I've been at that point where... Man, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna fight for it, God. I ain't getting up till I get it. I don't care if everybody else in the church leaves. I don't care what's going on. I'm staying right here till I get what I came for. Some of y'all don't understand that kind of determination. Some of y'all don't understand that kind of desire. And you know what? That's okay. You will someday. You will someday. You'll get to a point where you don't care what anybody else thinks. You don't care what anybody else tells you. You just know what you want, and that's what you're going to get. David, what did David say? He said, there's one thing I have desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after. What does that sound like to you? It sounds like he's struggling for a blessing. He's wrestling and fighting for it. He said, there's one thing I desire, and that's what I'm going to seek after. Sometimes you've got to fight for those blessings, people. My kids don't know what it means to work and fight for anything because I've given them too much. I hate to even admit that sometimes. They don't know what the cost of anything is. They don't understand what it takes to get things. They don't understand the value of something because everything's just been given to them, right? I asked the kids to go out and pick up some trash that the dogs tore up last night. And I was amazed. They didn't argue with me. They just went and did it. Of course, I kind of baited them. I gave them some rubber gloves to play with, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. Wisdom. <laughs> but what happened? About ten minutes later, one of them comes back in. And he says, Daddy, I don't like doing this. And he has his gloves wadded up and about to throw them in the trash. I said, boy, get your rear end back out there and pick up that trash. (sighs) (laughs) Ten minutes was all it took. See, he don't know what work is. He don't know what it is to be tired of something, right? Because it's been given to him. There's going to come a day when he's going to have to work to make money. And he's going to learn what it means to desire something and have to work for it. Now most of you sitting here today are grown-ups, are grown-up enough to know what that means in material things. You want anything, anything in this world that's worth having, you have to work for. If somebody gives it to you, I guarantee you, it doesn't have as much value as it did if you worked for it and made it yourself. Anything worth having, you got to struggle and fight for to get it. That same principle carries right over into the spiritual world, 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 the spiritual realm. Anything good, anything worth having from God, oh look, there's, there's little blessings here and there. And I'm not saying they're not good, but the really good stuff, the really big blessings, the the ways that other people can see God moving in your life because His presence is so strong, that kind of stuff does not just get dumped on you. That kind of stuff comes by you struggling and wrestling and fighting for it and saying, God, I ain't leaving till I get what I came for. And just like Jacob, 
when you fight and you fight, and he says, all right, you showed me. You think God couldn't fight Jacob and just whoop him down? Yeah. He could have just said, huh, like that, and Jacob would have just dissolved into nothingness. But he fought with him, and he let him fight until he knew he's willing to put up with what what I'm giving him now. He's willing to fight for it. He's got a desire in him. I'm going to give it to him. There comes a breaking point, you see. There comes a point where... Where you fought so hard, you've you've put in every bit of effort. God, God sees the intent of your heart, and you've now shown yourself what you're willing to do to get it. And God will just say, "Okay, here it is." 